Yo, what is going on everyone? My name is Nick with the Notorious Fantasy and in today's video we're going to be talking about my top five league winning running backs for fantasy football in 2021. To me, what quantifies a league winning running back is a running back that I believe is going to vastly outperform or overperform where their average draft position is right now at the running back position. All of these running backs inside of this video are ranked outside of the top five at current average draft position for running backs, and I believe they could finish as top five running backs in fantasy football for 2021. So before we get on in to the breakdown, the in-depth breakdown of each of these running backs, I would like to ask if you are new to my YouTube channel to please make sure that you hit that subscribe button down below. Not only is it free, I put out content every single day. Right now we're at multiple videos basically every single day for free. So please make sure that you hit that subscribe button down below if you are new and you end up enjoying it. I'd also like to ask whether you are new to my YouTube channel or not to please make sure that you hit that like button down below to help boost this video up the algorithm so that more beautiful people like yourself can see today's video. I'd also like to let you guys know that my rankings are now free on Osmo.com. The link to those will be down in the description as well as in the pinned comment. You can also find down there the link to my articles that I write every single day on the website. They are very short, just a couple of minutes it takes to read each article, and it gives you an in-depth look on how I feel about Every single player, I should have a player profile written on all of the top 150 players by the time the August ends up coming to a close. So please make sure that you check those out down below. So let's get on into it. The first running back I want to be talking about today that is a league winning running back is Aaron Jones running back of the Green Bay Packers. Now, the reason why I like Aaron Jones so much is because of the offense that he is on and because he's continuing to get drafted outside of the top five. Some Sometimes going as far as being like running back 10 off the board in some of the mocks that I'm doing, sometimes falling into the second round. And to me, this guy could easily finish top five on the Green Bay Packers offense. ADP right now, running back six, overall pick 10. .1 up plus 5.97 slots on the week. So he is basically a late first round pick and sometimes he is falling into the second round, which to me is ludicrous. It makes absolutely no sense. Aaron Jones, two years in a row, has been a top 10 running back in fantasy football. Last year in 14 games, Aaron Jones finished as the running back number five in PPR, running back five and a half PPR and the running back number five in standard, averaging 18.5 PPR points per game, 16.8 half PPR points per game, and 5.1 standard points per game, meaning from a points per game perspective, Aaron Jones was the running back five in PPR, five and a half PPR, and the running back number six in standard. Now, inside of the first round, I am always looking, most of the time, unless I don't feel the value is there, for a workhorse running back, and Aaron Jones fits that bill completely. Now, I understand that there is going to be a huge argument, and a lot of people try to have this argument about A.J. Dillon's involvement in the Green Bay Packers offense. Now, Aaron Jones was backed up last year by Jamal Williams and by A.J. Dillon. And by all accounts, at the NFL level at least, Jamal Williams is the better running back than A.J. Dillon. There's really, in my opinion, no way to argue that. Now, even if A.J. Dillon is better or just as good as Jamal Williams, why did Jamal Williams not stop Aaron Jones' upside last year? 
You want to know why? Because Aaron Jones is the workhorse back. They paid him all this money to be the guy in the backfield. They didn't have to bring him back this offseason. They could have easily have let him go and let A.J. Dillon take the reins. But you want to know why they didn't do it? It's because Aaron Jones is amazing and A.J. Dillon is nothing but a backup running back. Now, if Aaron Jones was to get hurt, knock on wood, then A.J. Dillon would have immense fantasy value because he's the running back one on one of the most efficient offenses in the NFL. NFL, the Green Bay Packers. That's great and all, but you want to know why Aaron Jones is a top five running back potentially in fantasy football? Because he has a great quarterback, he's on one of the best offenses in the NFL, and they like to run the football in Green Bay. Even if Aaron Rodgers slings an absurd amount of yards yet again like he did last year, he was putting up, M he put up MVP numbers last season, and Aaron Jones still finished inside of the top five. Last year, Aaron Jones had a grand total of 201 carries, 10th highest at the running back position, for a grand total of 1,104 rushing yards, fourth at running back. He also had 62 targets, number nine at the running back position, for a grand total of 46 receptions, 347 receiving yards, 13th at running back, and 11 total touchdowns, 7th at the running back position. Now, much of the argument last season against Aaron Jones was about how this guy can't continue to put up these huge numbers because he's so reliant on scoring touchdowns. And last year, last offseason, I took that argument and went toe-to-toe -to -toe with it like my name was Mike Tyson. And I told you guys that the touchdowns isn't necessarily what carries Aaron Jones last year in 2020 like I said he scored 11 total touchdowns seventh highest at running back in 2019 the guy scored 19 touchdowns number one at running back and guess what guess what even with him scoring less touchdowns he still finished in a similar range from 2019 to 2020 and I believe even if he was to only score like 10 touchdowns this season he still has top five upside in fantasy football most people also seem to close their eyes and do the bird box challenge and not think about the fact that this guy is very heavily involved in the receiving game for the team 62 targets last season 4.4 per game ranking ninth at running back like I said before 46 receptions, 347 receiving yards. Now, obviously, Aaron Jones isn't going to go out there and put up Christian McCaffrey-level numbers or Alvin Kamara-level numbers or even Austin Eckler-level level numbers at the running back position when it comes to receptions. But what Aaron Jones is going to do is get a lot of opportunity to score the football, get a tug, get that touchdown, and score some fantasy points. And A.J. Dillon is not an excellent pass-catching running back. You can make the argument that A.J. Dillon is going to vulture some touchdowns from Aaron Jones, and I would completely agree with you. Because A.J. Dillon is built like a fucking bowling ball. This guy is built like a wrecking ball, and he's going to score a bunch of touchdowns. But he's not going to, maybe not even a bunch of touchdowns, but he's going to steal a couple of touchdowns, and he's not going to be very involved in the pass-catching game for Green Bay. So if you believe that the Packers are going to be just as good as last year, which I believe, I believe this is the last dance, the last hoorah for Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams in Green Bay, which will probably end in an NFC championship loss as it always does. And I'm sorry for that if you're a Green Bay Packers fan, but the NFC is a very tough conference. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the playoffs don't matter. What matters is the regular season for fantasy football, and Aaron Jones is going to help take you to that championship so that you can go ahead and win your league in 2021. I love 
the upside of Aaron Jones and would not be surprised at all if he was a top three running back at the end of the season. Next up, we have rookie running back of the Pittsburgh Steelers, ADP running back number 13 off the board, overall pick 20.5 up. 0.43 slots on the week. Like I said, running back of the Pittsburgh Steelers, formerly of the Alabama Crimson Tide, Najee Harris. Najee Harris is one of the most interesting running backs in fantasy football this year. Why do I say that? Because last year we saw James Conner be a relatively high pick in fantasy, right? He wasn't a first round pick, but he was around the third or fourth round at ADP last season, and he was a complete and utter dumpster fire for fantasy football. Why is this? Because the Pittsburgh Steelers offense, offensive line, basically just sucked ass last year. It was basically useless. It was like a condom that was cut in half. You're just trying to use the shaft, but it's not covering the head and nothing. That's just not going to work for a condom. And that's basically what the offensive line was. It just was not working at all. James Conner is not some elite running back. He is a running back that if given the correct opportunity on a team that has a good offensive line, he can be very successful. And we've seen that from the Pittsburgh Steelers version of James Conner. Obviously, they get rid of him and move him to Arizona, but that is because of the high hopes they have of Najee Harris. That's why they drafted him inside of the first round at the 24th overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. And I believe that Najee Harris, unlike James Conner, is actually built good enough and is a more skilled, much more highly skilled running back than James Conner to where even if the offensive line isn't great, which I doubt it will be, I doubt it will be a great offensive line, that Najee Harris will still be able to succeed. And I believe that they're going to be able to run the ball more effectively, even if the offensive line isn't even any better. Last year at Alabama, in 13 games, Najee Harris had 251 rushing attempts for 1,466 rushing yards, 5.8 yards per carry. He also tacked on 57 targets for 43 receptions, 425 receiving yards, and 30 total touchdowns. In 2019, he had he played in 13 games, having 209 carries, 1,224 rushing yards, 5.9 yards per carry, 27 receptions on 36 targets for 304 receiving yards, and 20 total touchdowns. Najee Harris is a workhorse running back at college, and he is going to be a workhorse running back in the National Football League. He is good in both facets of the game, like those stats tell you. He is both good at rushing the ball as well as catching passes, which is vital, nearly vital in fantasy football. The only running back that really can get away with the fact that they have stone hands or butterfingers and can't catch the ball at all is running back of the Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry, because of the sheer amount of volume that he gets game in and game out and the fact that the guy is just so effective at rushing the ball. But with Najee Harris, you have this dual threat running back with a quarterback in Big Ben Roethlisberger who likes to dump the ball off. That's why we've seen James Conner successful in the past. That's why we've seen Le'Veon Bell successful in the past. Now, again, I do understand that there is definitely some worry with the offensive line being shit and them throwing the ball more in these games. I believe they're still going to throw the ball at a relatively high rate, but Najee Harris will make up with the lower rushing volume potentially with more receiving upside in Pittsburgh. Currently coming off the board as running back 13. Would not be surprised if Najee Harris was a smash pick in 2021 and ended up finishing inside of the top five because that's the caliber of a player we are talking about with Najee Harris. Now, again, the biggest risk is the offensive line, but I am hoping that Najee Harris's skill set is able to beat out the offensive line because every year, so many people focus so much. They focus so heavily on the fact that a team needs to have a great offensive line 
for the player to be successful or they need a great defense for the player to be successful at the running back position so they can run the ball later in the game. Every year, there are outliers. The Jacksonville Jaguars are one of the worst teams in the NFL last year, the worst team in the NFL last year, and James Robinson was still a top 10 running back. Christian McCaffrey, that offensive line isn't some elite wall that is impenetrable. They don't have the greatest defense. And Christian McCaffrey, year in, year out, finishing as a top five running back, obviously didn't last year due to injury. But I hope you can understand the sentiment here that even if the offensive line is bad, I still believe that Najee Harris is going to be fed the ball by Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin creates league-winning running backs in fantasy football, and I believe it will be exactly the same this year with Najee Harris. And luckily, unlike last year with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, where he got drafted in the first round of the 2020 NFL draft, and he got elevated to potentially be a top-eight pick, top-six pick in some fantasy leagues, that hype is just not here for Najee Harris even though it probably should be, and the hype shouldn't have been there for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, so I really like Najee Harris here. Running back 13, overall pick 20.5, so basically at the end of the second round, but a lot of times I see him go in the middle of the second round or even the early second round. But before we get into the third must-draft running back, the third league-winning running back for fantasy football in 2021, I would like to ask that if you are new to the channel and you have enjoyed thus far, I asked you at the beginning, but maybe at the beginning you weren't ready to do it. You were trying to see if you would enjoy my content and you have made it this far, you probably have liked it. I don't know why you'd be watching a 10 plus minute video at this point if you didn't enjoy it. So please make sure if you have enjoyed it to please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. Not only is it free, I'm putting out this content every single day to help you guys win your 2021 fantasy football championship. Also, make sure that you hit that like button. I would really appreciate it. So the next running back here, this one's going to be definitely the most controversial take inside of this video. And previously, I was not high at all on this running back until this week I had an epiphany. I had an epiphany that running back of the LA Rams, Darrell Henderson, underdog ADP overall pick 47.7, overall running back number 19 off the board is going to be a league-winning running back. Now, why do I believe this? I believe this because Darrell Henderson has been given the keys to the backfield in L.A. And everyone, basically, and their mother, was a huge fan of Cam Akers. Now, Darrell Henderson is not Cam Akers, and I 100% agree with that. If you make that argument to me, you are a little bit crazy if you say Darrell Henderson has the same skill set as Cam Akers. Cam Akers is built to be a workhorse running back in the league. Darrell Henderson, there are going to be usage of other running backs behind Darrell Henderson. Obviously, in every backfield. You know, a workhorse doesn't get the ball 100% of the time unless you're like Christian McCaffrey or something. But in the case that I'm trying to make here is that Darrell Henderson is not necessarily going to be seeing 75% of the touches in this backfield or something very high. But I do believe that he will be getting the first nod on this backfield, and I believe he is the best running back on this team. Now, the only thing that can potentially murder the narrative that I'm giving to you right now is them bringing in a Le'Veon Bell, them bringing in a Todd Gurley. But all points are pointing towards that not happening at all because wouldn't they have already brought in Le'Veon Bell or Todd Gurley by now, we're like 30, near 30 days away from kickoff at this point, maybe even closer. I don't remember exactly when the NFL season starts, but we're like a month away from kickoff. Wouldn't they already have brought in that running back by now? Probably, in my opinion. So I think Darrell Henderson will be given a very good shot this year on LA for the Rams. And this offense, I believe, is going to be juiced 
up like steroid style with Matthew Stafford under center. I don't hate Jared Goff. I've pointed this out a lot on my channel that I actually don't think Jared Goff is a complete and utter disgrace of a quarterback like a lot of people seem to talk about. But obviously, Jared Goff is nowhere near the level of Matthew Stafford. He's just not. He is not as good as Matthew Stafford. And Matthew Stafford is going to take this offense and elevate it to the next level. Darrell Henderson, his offensive line also not amazing. But their defense is amazing, which should lead, again, to them running the ball later on in the game, which is great for Darrell Henderson. Darrell Henderson last year lost his job to Cam Akers. And that should not be something that you spill against Darrell Henderson and try to make that a negative narrative. Because while Darrell Henderson isn't as good as Cam Akers, that is a very high bar. There is a reason why people are talking, or were talking about, not talking about anymore, before Cam Akers tore his Achilles, of him potentially being a league-winning running back, of him potentially being a top-five running back because of the system he's on and the skill set that he has. Now, Darrell Henderson, not as skilled as Cam Akers, but still in the exact same system on a team that should be able to run the ball a decent amount. Last year, in 15 games, finishing as the running back 36 in PPR, 36 and a half PPR, and the RB number 31 in standard, averaging 8.7 PPR points per game, 8.2 half PPR points per game, and 7.6 standard points per game. Meaning, from a points per game perspective, he was the running back number 44 in PPR, 42 and a half PPR, and the running back number 37 in standard. So obviously, he wasn't having these amazing games. But when Cam Akers wasn't the lead back, Cam Akers was not that guy, pal. Week two against Philadelphia, 20.1 points for Darrell Henderson, 11th at running back. Next week, week three at Buffalo, 19.0 points, 11th at running back. Against Seattle, he had 10.3 points, number 25 at the running back position. Week 13 against Arizona, 15.4 points, 14th at running back. To me, the ADP right now just really doesn't account for how good of a team the LA Rams should be. Last year, Darrell Henderson had 138 carries, 31st at running back, for 626 rushing yards. He also had 24 targets, 16 receptions, 155 receiving yards, and 6 total touchdowns. So again, nothing special from last season, but that was because Cam Akers took over and the running back committee there early on was very strong. But I believe Darrell Henderson is a neck above, a rung above the other running backs in that backfield, which is going to make him be a potential league-winning running back for fantasy football in 2021. Next up, we have running back of my favorite NFL team, running back of the Miami Dolphins, Miles Gaskin, ADP overall pick 66 0.2 off the board, running back 24 off the board right now. Miles Gaskin is getting criminally underrated for what he was doing last season when he was the starting running back. He only played in 10 games last year, and I don't think anyone saw a Miles Gaskin breakout coming besides maybe Miles Gaskin himself. The running back core there was looking like it was pretty strong. Jordan Howard, as well as they also had Matt Burita, who were the big names on that team, the big names to be drafting later on in your fantasy drafts, looking for that high upside. Was it my, Was it going to be... Matt Breida? Or was it going to be Jordan Howard was a huge debate last year? And guess what the answer was? It was absolutely neither of them because they both fucking sucked. And Miles Gaskin took a stranglehold of this backfield. In 10 games, he only finished at the running back 28 in PPR, 27 and a half PPR, and 27 in standard. Averaging 16.4 PPR points per game, 14.4 half PPR points per game, and 12.3 standard points per game. Meaning, from a points per game perspective, he was the RB 13 in PPR, 12 and a half PPR, and the running back 14 in standard. When this guy took over, he was basically a top 12 back every single week. And this was with a not the best Dolphins offense. 
Chan Gailey when Tua was playing handcuffed Tua. They weren't calling the plays. They were calling for Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Tua struggled. 2021, flash forward to right now. They get rid of Chan Gailey. They bring in co-offensive coordinators in Miami. This offense is going to look to be more pass-heavy, which you might you might argue that, hey, Nick, if they're more pass-heavy, why do I want to draft Miles Gaskin? If they're more pass-heavy, if they're able to be more aggressive, which is one of the biggest points I've seen out of Dolphins camp, that they're looking to be very aggressive. If you're an aggressive team and you're throwing the ball deep down the field and you get there, you get to the red zone, you want to know who you're going to hand the ball off to? Miles Gaskin. You're going to score some points that way. You're going to dump the ball off to Miles Gaskin, who's a great pass-catching running back. And a lot of people like to bring up Malcolm Brown. How Malcolm Brown is going to bend Miles Gaskin basically over the table and fuck him Johnny Sin style or something. I don't see that happening at all. At all. I think that Salvin Ahmed's going to be involved. And sure, Malcolm Brown's going to vulture some touchdowns. But we've talked about that in this video already. Every team, basically every team has a running back that's going to vulture the starting running back. With Alvin Kamara, it's Latavius Murray. You know, pretty much every single team has it. Dalvin Cook, Alexander Masson does it sometimes. Zeke, Tony Pollard does it sometimes. So a lot of these teams have that. So that's okay. That is a-okay because if Miles Gaskin is on a team that's going to be a lot better with one of the best defenses in the NFL, it's going to be able to run the ball late in games. If Tua can control the game, then man, oh man, Miles Gaskin really does have top 12 potential in my opinion, maybe even top five. He had 142 carries last year for 584 rushing yards, 34th at running back, 47 targets, 19th at running back for 41 receptions, 388 receiving yards, and five total tugs on the season, 36th at running back. Those are some numbers he's going to have to get up though. Got to get those tugs up. Robert Kraft would be disappointed. So Again, let me know down below what you guys think about all these running backs. Let me know what you think about Miles Gaskin, Darrell Henderson, Najee Harris, and Aaron Jones. Notice how all of these running backs that I believe are league winners are pretty good in the pass-catching game. Maybe besides Darrell Henderson, but I believe he is a solid pass-catching running back. So let me know what you think about all of them. Next running back here, Michael Carter, rookie running back for the New York Football Jets. Michael Carter, Overall pick 86.5 right now, up 5.96 slots on the week. Running back 30 off the board right now. Now, every single thing I see out of Jets camp is that Michael Carter is by far and away the best running back on this team. Now, I understand that Tevin Coleman will probably get the nod to be the starter at the beginning of the season. And that's okay, because that is baked into the ADP. That's why he's running back 30 off the board. But once this guy takes over, the sky's the limit for a running back out of UNC. Fourth round pick, which I understand isn't the greatest, right? You want to see a running back get drafted in the first two rounds to really see them get high usage. But, 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 this is a brand new coaching system. This coaching system drafted Michael Carter. They didn't draft LaMichael P. Ryan. They brought in Tevin Coleman. They brought in Ty Johnson, I understand. But I believe Michael Carter is by far and away the best running back on this Jets team. The biggest argument against Michael Carter is not actually the fact that, you know, there's running backs ahead of him, technically, with Tevin Coleman. The argument should be that he's on the Jets, right? And the Jets are a shitty fucking franchise. They really are. But Michael Carter should be involved enough, and rookie quarterbacks typically dump the ball off more. So with all that said... When you look at Michael Carter's stats from UNC, your jaw might drop. Now, not because of how good the stats are, but because of what you have to realize about his situation. 21 years old, 11 games last year, 156 rushes, 1,245 rushing yards, 8.0 yards per carry, 25 
receptions on 30 targets, 267 receiving yards, and 11 total touchdowns. He put up those numbers, and guess what? Javante Williams, second-round running back of the Denver Broncos, also from UNC, was splitting carries with him. This motherfucker was splitting carries. Only 156 carries, 1,245 yards, 8.0 yards per carry. This guy got underdrafted. He should have easily been like a top three round pick in the NFL draft. So please take that negative stink from the Jets out of your mind. Adam Gaze is gone. That guy is a certified idiot. He really is. I explained that in the mock draft video earlier from today. Check that out if you like watching mock drafts where Adam Gaze literally went from NFL head coach and now guess where he's coaching. He's not even the head coach of the high school team. He is the offensive coordinator. I wouldn't even trust Adam Adam Gaze with the fucking keys to my offense as a high school coach. That's just how bad Adam Gaze is. So believe in Michael Carter. Believe in the talent here. And guess what? He's running back 30 off the board. He's pick, what would I say, 85? Yeah, pick 86.5 off the board. Pick 86.5. Even if he doesn't pan out, you probably still have three other running backs on your team that can take over at any point. He's a, run, he's a bench running back that, to me, has a lot of potential if he becomes the guy, which I believe he will be, to eat it up this year in New York for the Jets. So thank you guys all so much for watching. I hope you did end up enjoying today's video. Again, if you did enjoy, please make sure that you hit that subscribe button down below. Not only is it free, I put out this content every single day. Make sure you hit that like button as well. Leave a comment. Let me know what you guys think about all of these players. I really would appreciate that. I love you guys all so much. Make sure to read my articles. Check out the rankings on Osmo.com. Have a great rest of your guys' day. As always, stay safe. Good boy.